1: Thank you for listening today to The Covenant Word with Rev. John Eniameke of Bethel Covenant Assembly of God in San Antonio, Texas, where we are touching heaven and changing earth. Last week, Rev. John started on the series Fruit of the Spirit with a concentration on joy. The joy of the Lord gives us strength. Rev. John reminded us that there is a difference between joy and happiness. He let us know that joy is so important that it is second just after love in Galatians chapter 5 verses 22 to 23 concerning the fruit of the Spirit. Have this in mind. The fruit of the Spirit is one fruit with many flavors. He reminded us that we must exhibit the fruit to show that we belong to Christ. Here is Reverend John going deeper into this message. Five biblical truths for us to walk in joy. Number one, you must know that
2: God is the source of joy and he wants you and I, if you are taking notes, this is the time now, to be joyful. God, say with me, God is the source of joy and he wants us to be joyful. If you read Psalm 43 verse 4 the Bible says then I will go unto the altar unto God my exceeding joy God my exceeding joy did you see that so God God never runs out of joy so if you need gas you go to the gas uh, station God is more than a gas station for joy if you need joy don't go shopping Because when you finish shopping, you're going to pay for it. Some people run their credit card just to make them say, you know what? When I'm sad, I just go buy. I just shop. I just shop. When you are sad, you need God. Not another Amazon shopping. Some of you, you have so much stuff, you don't even have any place to keep it. That's that cloth or shoe you bought five years ago. You say, well, I must wear this shoe. You only wore it one time. Shoes don't give you joy. God gives you joy. Yeah. Clap your hands if you want to clap your hands. God, my exceeding joy. Upon the harp, I will praise thee. O oh, God, my God. So today I charge you. And that's what we do when we come to the presence of God because we make our focus on God and God is higher and greater than every situation that we face. If you read Nehemiah chapter 12 and verse 43, the Bible says on that day, Nehemiah speaking, after they built the walls of Jerusalem that were broken down, they offered great sacrifices and rejoiced because God. Look at this. Nehemiah 12 verse 43, talking about God as the source of joy and that he wants us to have joy. He said, they rejoiced because God had given them great joy. Please, who is there? Help me. God had given them great joy. Even the women and the children rejoiced so that the joy of Jerusalem was heard from afar off. So if you come to God, God will always make sure you never run out of joy. Did you see that? Don't put your joy on physical things. I'm repeating it so that you know. The, if the devil knows that this is the source of your joy, he will attack it. I was speaking to someone the other day. I said, look, I'm pastor of Bethel. With all due respect, and I love what God is doing with me in Bethel. But my joy is not based on Bethel. <laughs> my joy is in the Lord." Is somebody get my point? No, no. Listen, there is nothing. anybody will do me here that will make me say, oh, I'm not following God. I've been following God before I came here. You don't know where I'm coming from. Where I'm coming from, I came from nothing. I will follow him. Whether I go to China, I go to Namibia, if God is with me, I'm okay. That's why I don't beg anybody to serve God. If you don't know how good God is to you, you don't hear You don't know anything. If you know how good God, you must get to the point in your life where you discover that God is the best thing that has ever happened to you. Is somebody hearing me? Before I stepped on the stage, as the choir was singing, I lifted up my hands and I said, "God, you are the best thing." (laughs) Do, Do you understand? I didn't say it like it just, it just, it just, it is my natural default setting as a believer. That God is the best thing. If God did not happen to me, I will not know you. So I cannot leave God and follow you. Tell your neighbor, I will follow God, I will follow God, I will follow God if they're not talking to you, look for somebody and tell them, I said that we follow God. Oh yeah. It is God that gives man joy. In fact, Solomon was saying for a man to labor and enjoy the fruit of his, it's a gift from God. If, so if you don't follow God, you will never get the best of anything sometimes God will test you with small things to see the way you will behave. Some people, small small blessing, they are misbehaving. Hey, who is this pastor? Sit down there. You have not seen anything yet. God just, he just gave you, he just gave you, he just gave you a wife. You, You are vacationing everywhere. You don't know where the church is anymore. You need to calm down you need to calm down he gave you a child so the child is so you you know these babies you know the american babies hey american baby have you heard of people that have trained children all the way to 30 years old you are just starting you can't get carried away because god is just starting with you am i speaking to somebody today when you were holding your child i'm not taking the announcement I saw how proud you were, very happy as a father. You were holding that child. If God, you're not the only one that gave birth to a child. Many people have given birth to children like you. Many of them are not enjoying. In fact, their children insulted them. So let me tell you: if you are not careful, if you don't focus on God, that thing that's supposed to bring you joy can bring you pain. Oh, you guys are not hearing what I'm saying. God in what? Focus. Every time. Because, look, God can give you something. If you don't focus on the giver, and you focus on the gift, soon, you will soon run out. But if you focus on the giver, even though the gift malfunction, he will give you another one. (laughs) I wish I'm talking to somebody tonight. As you jump on your feet and shout amen, may God bless you with something greater than you have ever received before. My God, sit down, sit down. Am I making sense to somebody? Each time I talk to students, and say, you, don't know, you don't even know, you don't even know how tough this course is. I say hey, you see all the people here. Please, did you not go to school? But did you go to school? Was the exam not hard? They were very hard. So some, you know, some people just talk as if no the say there's no problem you're going through today. That's not common to a man. Mommy, did you not write the exam? How many of you have written an exam that you almost asked your village to come and help you? <laughs> you almost asked i I remember i was writing i was writing one exam one time i told my mom i told my mom you gotta pray you gotta pray i i I had to give my mom the name of the professor excuse me what does the what does the name of the professor have to do with the the course i said pray you better call on god on this man oh yeah yeah Yeah, why? You know, some people get carried away. Just imagine, you get admission into the program. It's one blessing. You can enjoy it and celebrate. But that's just the beginning. I'm trying to tell you that life is progressive. That's my point to you. That it is God that gives great joy. It is God that will allow you to see the fullness of it. Because he is the author and the... F- <laughs>
0: it's
2: God. Tell you the boy, God that gives great joy. Even on your job, it is God that gives great joy. When you focus on God, that, joy will, that job will not become a chore. You're not hearing me. When you focus on God, the job will not be a chore. Because every day, is a moment for you to see God. You will not see the goodness of God. Instead of you just to be any money alone, that job can transform you. It can become a country for you to see the more and the blessings and the beauty of God. When you focus on God, that job will not just be a liability. It becomes a spiritual responsibility. You don't understand what I'm saying. Every day when I wake up, I'm going to work. I don't go to work because of the paycheck. I go to work because I don't know what God will do with me today. Well. So when I see a patient, I'm focusing on what God wants me to do. Is I don't focus on if not, I will get weary by the job. Oh my God. Oh we're gonna die. Oh my God. Oh my God. <laughs> nah. I'm telling you why people that's something that people are envying. People, people are having room. wow. Oh, you a nurse? Wow. Oh. <laughs> yeah, whatever. It's just, uh, only God, now if you know what we're going through here, whereas that is what people are praying for.
1: We thank God that you have joined us today. We now have four services to serve your needs. The times are 8 a.m., 9.15 a.m., a.m. and 11.45 a.m. Join us during one of those times and experience the love of God like never before. Here is Reverend John continuing the message.
2: Hebrews 12 and verse 2. Look at it. Hebrews 12, so that you see it. Everybody say, fixing our eyes on Jesus. Say it loud, fixing our eyes on Jesus. Do you know what the meaning of fixing is? Focus. Locked in. Your eyes on Jesus. The pioneer. And the perfecter of your faith. What's the next statement? For the joy that was what? So it is in Christ. It is in God. That you find that joy is. Because it is the joy is set there. For the joy that was set before him. He was able to endure the cross. He was able to despise the shame. And now he's set down at the right hand of the throne of God. So actually, when you make God your focus, joy becomes your reward. And you are not hearing me. When you you can only find joy in God. You marry Your focus is in God, even in the marriage, not the wife. If not, (laughs) you will soon discover that even in marriage, if you are not careful, that thing that you think is loving, lovey. (laughs) Ask the people that are married. They will tell you the truth. If you are not careful, if you are not careful focusing on God, Marriage can change you. What should make you better can make you bitter. Some people are being hurt in marriage. How come something that should make them sweet and happy was what hurt them the most? Because they were focusing on man and not God. When you focus on God, He takes care of everything. God will take care of you tell you about God will take care of you. Say it again, God will take care of you. You didn't hear it, I said, say it again, God will take care of you. It's in God. Psalm 92 verse 4, you make me glad by your deeds. I will sing for joy at the works of your hands. Zephaniah 317, the Lord your God is in your midst, the mighty one will save. He will rejoice over you with gladness. Again, telling you that God wants us to have joy. He will quiet you with his love. He will rejoice over you with singing. This year, may God rejoice over you with singing. Somebody say amen. Points number two, walking in joy. Jesus is the key to eternal joy. Tell you about Jesus is the key to eternal joy. So, in order for us to have joy, not just in, the, in this present world, because our focus on joy is not just here alone. The joy, the real joy is when we spend eternity with him. So, for us to be able to have access, the gateway to that joy in eternity. So, hear me. Joy here is good, though. Joy here is good. But here is temporary. Temporary. Let me say it again. You know, sometimes people allow the things of this world to knock them out. You must be careful that the things happening around you is not your focus. Somebody hearing me? There's something greater than here. Everything we're doing here is a rehearsal for what is going to happen there. So, in your walk with God, I understand that you are you, you are a person that is prime and proper and everything. You cannot control everything. You can only control what you can control. <laughs> is somebody hearing what I'm saying? Just just understand. So, for, for God to make the joy for us eternal, he decided to send Jesus. Is somebody hearing me? So, Jesus is that key for us to now not just have joy here, but have joy over there so without jesus no matter what god moves here you won't enjoy it in the permanent place in heaven so having a relationship with jesus tell you about relationship with jesus will guarantee you eternal joy someone say eternal joy Mm -hmm. and that's why jesus came so when we celebrate christmas You could wonder why the joy to the world. Because the the joy that God was now bringing is now everybody in the earth is now qualified. Everybody is now qualified to have this eternal joy. Luke chapter 2 verse 9. Just then an angel of the Lord stood before them and the glory of the Lord shone around. And they were terrified. These are the shepherds. But the angel said unto them, Do not be afraid... For I bring you what? Good tidings of what? Great joy. That will be for all what? The people. You can see that. That today, look at verse 11. Everybody reads with me. Want to go. For unto you is what? Uh-huh. In the city of what? David a savior who is what? so 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 the, the it was so important that an angel had to be sent as the USPS Korea master the, the joy that god was bringing to earth was so great and heaven was so happy like wow now we have found an eternal solution to what the mess the enemy had caused in the garden of eden don't understand. Is somebody getting my point? So, the whole mistake that happened in the Garden of Eden in the book of Genesis finally got a permanent fix. I don't know whether you understand. So, heaven was so happy that they had to send an angel. Angel, go down, go down, go down and tell them a savior is born what is that savior to redeem you that no matter what the devil does here yes it might be temporary but you are coming to a permanent place where your joy will never be tampered with where you will cry no more i'm talking to believers where you will weep no more where you will sorrow no more come on if you believe it wave your hand and shout hallelujah hear me hear me that is why you discover that you know sometimes people wonder god how can you allow someone that is born again to have cancer to go through this and go through all these things and god is saying yeah, i understand you may think i'm a bad god but this is temporary but they're going to now reign with me permanently where cancer has no touch on their body am i speaking to somebody I don't know whether you understand what I'm trying to say. And God just said, You know what? Well, they are here temporary, anyways. Don't worry. Let the, that's why He say, Oh, you, even when you hear about the reward of the talent, He said, Look, you've done this. And I do this joy of the of your master because that is permanent joy and so for us to escape the corruption of this world jesus is the answer ladies and gentlemen let me tell you prices may go up covid may come something more than covid may come but if you have jesus inside of your life you are guaranteed permanent joy for terrible i'm guaranteed permanent joy Bible say that. The Bible said that our outward man is wasting away. Our outward man is wasting away. Our inner man is being renewed. That renewal comes when you have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. That's why Christmas is a happy season. Because the permanent solution to the problem that happened in the beginning of creation has been solved by the coming of Jesus. If you don't have Jesus in your life, let me tell you, you are, your life is a waste. do not matter the amount of Mercedes-Benz that you drive. No Jesus in your life. Your, your life is hopeless. Any man that does not have Christ, they are in crisis. That's why you must give your life to Jesus. If you are hearing the sound of my voice, let me tell you, there is nothing in this world that can satisfy. I'm telling you, I've seen dentists. You know, it's a great profession. But they commit suicide. Secret. Dentists. Number one. Number one profession. That people commit suicide. Some of them have so much money, they don't know what to do with money. Because the physical things of this world can never satisfy. I'm telling you. I've seen people they bought the biggest house in the, the in you know where we live. They bought it. Then they got they got tired, and they downgraded to three bedroom. Can you sleep in seven beds at the same time? Some of you that say, "Oh, we must have five rooms." When last did you climb up? That's exactly my point. No, you have seven rooms, have you? Oh, I need an office, an office. And your phone is your office, your phone. Every email is of your, <laughs> your phone. This is your phone, this is your iPhone. Is iPhone 8 is still there. iPhone 13 has started. You still have iPhone 8. Everything is still there. To tell you that, look, you know that big screen you bought? When mm-hmm. last did you watch it? The last time you turned it on, he was watching you and you're not watching it. <laughs> Nothing in this world can satisfy
1: only Jesus. Thank you for listening today to The Covenant Word with Reverend John Eniameke of Bethel Covenant Assembly of God in San Antonio, Texas. This is the second message in this series. Reverend John went deeper into this message by reminding us that if we have Jesus in our lives, we have permanent joy such that no one can take it away from us. He reminded us that Jesus coming to redeem us is joy in itself. If we do not have Jesus, the most we can have is happiness, which fizzles away when that source of the happiness is gone. Nothing in this world satisfies like the joy that Jesus brings. Let us continue to keep and exhibit that joy so that the world will know that we belong to Christ. If you feel this message has blessed you, let us know. Visit us at BethelCovenantAG.org or visit us on one of our social media platforms. Please don't forget that we are building a new sanctuary on 1604 in Braun in San Antonio, Texas. Continue to support us as we complete this sanctuary for God. No amount is too small or too big. We thank and appreciate you for your giving. God bless you.
0: We are AM 630, The Word.
3: Are you familiar with the musical, Oliver? One of the lead actors is a real scoundrel. Hi, I'm Debbie Tater-Williams with Uplift. At one point, he considers changing his life and sings, I'm reviewing the situation. I'm a badin' and a badin' I shall stay. You'll be seeing no transformation. Unfortunately, many Christians have adopted his lyrics, You'll Be Seeing No Transformation rather than adopting the words in 2 Corinthians 3.18 that we be transformed into Christlikeness. If we've been singing the lyrics, you'll be seeing no transformation. Isn't it time we switch our tune and review our situation? Isn't it time we learn to live by the transforming power of Christ? Get started today. My study of Second Peter, How to Live by the Divine Nature, will help you. Available at DebbieTaylorWilliams.com.